Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Story Box, where I, your host, Jay Phantom, has the utmost privilege and honor to unbox the amazing stories of some incredible people from all walks of life and experiences. I'm delighted and grateful that you're here today. Now let's dive into the story box and hear more about our guest today. Kill them with kindness. It's that easy, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Story Box podcast. Today, my friends, I have another special guest for you. Every single one is special, but this one I was geeking out about. His name is Brad R. Lambert. Now, Brad was born and raised in Pittsburgh, so there's no surprise why he got into the sports industry after graduating from North Carolina State University. Since then, Brad followed his passion for the Steelers and all things Pittsburgh and worked in the industry for almost 10 years. After working with his favorite athletes, Heinz Ward, Lynn Swan, Willie Parker, and his top sports franchises, Pittsburgh Steelers, New York Jets, and working with some of the world's top brands, Hatchet, Filipacci Media, Hershey, uh, Barnes & Noble as well. Uh, And there's another name there that I couldn't pronounce. I apologize. Brad decided to follow his other passion, which is in film and entertainment, which is something that I resonate with a lot. He moved to LA and hit the ground running with Robert Downey Jr. A lot of you would know Robert as, guess who, Iron Man. That's right. After about a year with the biggest name in Hollywood, he went to Warner Brothers and managed their digital marketing campaigns for two years, winning three Clio Awards during his tenure, during Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the Lego Batman movie, Kong, Skull Island. I think many of you would have, would have actually seen those movies. And for the last three years, he has become an independent producer, talent manager, an international speaker, working with top brands, studios, celebrities, artists, and professionals in the industry. Prominent collaboration partners include Walt Disney Studios, Marvel Studios, Warner Brothers Pictures, Sony Pictures, Universal Pictures, Gary Vaynerchuk as well, and so many more. In 2019, he worked on the marketing campaigns for two of the biggest movies of all time, collaborating with Walt Disney Studios and Marvel Studios on their release of, guess what, Avengers Endgame and Sony Pictures uh, and Marvel Studios for their release of Spider-Man Far From Home. He's currently producing multiple film and TV projects, managing talent and speaking all over the world. Most recently, he spoke in uh, Palo, Brazil. And pretty much, guys, this was a, a great, great talk. We went for a long, long time because we just couldn't stop talking. So some of the things that we cover on this episode, not all of it, but some of it, Brad's version of success, why that is in the first place, 
uh, controlling control. That may seem like a bit of a, a, a weird thing to to look at, but you, it's right. You got to control what you can control. Control your brain. Control all the things that are in your life currently, not what are not in your life currently. And then, pretty much, we also talk about killing people with kindness, not literally killing people, but killing people in terms of the literal sense of just do your utmost best to be kind to every single person on the face of the earth. And we also look at failures and what Brad has learned from his failures as well. And lessons he's also learned uh, in life uh, from accepting what you need to learn in your life. And then actions speak louder than words. So we share stories involved with that. Plus there's so many more interesting stories as well. So we also get into one thing that Brad has recently done, uh, which is quite awesome actually, he gave back. And I encourage you guys to actually see this video. It's quite quite powerful and it, resonate, it resonated with me and it's resonated with quite a lot of people. Uh, like Lewis Howes as well. So I know you guys are going to really enjoy this in-depth dive. And Brad is a great speaker. He knows exactly what he's talking about. So I'm going to shut up now and we're going to dive into the story box and hear and unbox Brad R. Lambert's story. Just trying to make the world a better place, man. That's awesome, man. You come from a very, it sounds like you're very humble. And I appreciate that. That's about, right. Thank you. I appreciate that about people, man, because... I never know when I reach out to people what they're actually like. All I see is sure. what they put out on Instagram. But I'm yep. always pleasantly surprised by the people I get to speak with. They're just so you, you choose you choose good ones. I've seen your lineup. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Like I just I reach out to anyone that gives me a chance, seriously. And I'm super appreciative of those people that actually do. And I'm persistent hey. as heck. <laughs> and, and it's good that that's a good thing persistence is is different from being annoying and you're yeah. definitely persistent so what, what i like to do is i have a saying in my life that i came up with when i started this and it was be persistent to remain consistent and love that that's that's Co-sign. like my love it my mantra man like i, I live by that and oh, it's amazing from where, where i came from and my my story being through living hell three near-death experiences to the place that i'm at now I'm living the best life that I know I'm able to live. Well, let me ask you this. Are yeah. you happy? I'm definitely happy, man. I'm definitely then, happy. Content. Then, then you are far beyond most people, my oh, friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I get to speak to you, man. I get to speak to some pretty incredible people. So Thank why you. why Thank would you. I be complaining? <laughs> hey, it's a, it's a mindset thing, man. There are a lot of very lucky people in the world who are unhappy for whatever reasons. Um, but it, it's a mindset game where you have to look at the things in your life and acknowledge the good things in your life instead of acknowledging the bad things. Yeah. And some Gratitude. people have a hard time doing that. And until they kind of rewire their brain and change their thinking, they're going to be unhappy. And it, it bums me out because mm. at the end of the day, man, I was raised to care about other people. I was raised to help and add value to other people. And I don't like seeing people unhappy. I really don't. Uh, I I love seeing other people happy. And that's why you see the things that I've done and a big part of who I am is trying to bring happiness and value to as many people as possible. Because mm. when you, it's service, when you bring joy to other people, 100%. you feel the same way. In, in fact, 10 times more. And I've, I've experienced that as well. You know, like 
gratitude is an attitude. Like you choose to be yeah. grateful. You're just killing it with these sayings today. Huh? <laughs> I've got so many more, man. I've got another one, which is in failure, you learn humility. And yeah. that's one of my biggest lessons that I learned last year that has helped me uh, do this as well is to not get above my britches too much that because I, I can understand that at any moment all this could just go like that, like the snap, yeah. of, the, snap of the fingers, you know, like, like Thanos. 100%, yeah. All gone. And then what? What do I have yeah. left? I still have my mind. I still have my mindset. I still have what I believe in. And I know like it's just a business. I know money never satisfies. I've never been the person that strives for money. I've always been the person that strives to build relationships, good positive relationships with people. Love and it. That's more meaningful to me because at the end of the day, yep. money goes like that once again. Yep. And well, money, money, money makes life easier. It does. It can also yeah. make things harder. I strive for financial freedom so I don't have to stress about the day-to-day things. That's yeah. all I care about. I am not a materialistic person. I don't want mansions or, you know, expensive cars, 50 of them. Like, I don't care. Like, mm. I want to live comfortably. I want to be able to pick up and go to Hawaii tomorrow just because I feel like it. Mm. Like, that's what I strive for. Mm. I'm not striving for anything of of the materialistic entrepreneur Instagram life that everybody posts about. I don't care about that stuff. I really don't because it doesn't, it doesn't bring you happiness. There's always a a black hole of, I need more. I need this. What if I buy this? Will I be happy then? The answer is no. The problem is you're not satisfied or thankful with what you do have, Mm. which is why you continue to buy other stupid shit. Mm. Like <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous. It, it happens, man. Especially like because money is such a a strong driving force for for many people. Especially yep. if you you've been brought up with not much money. It's almost like the moment I get money, I want more money, and then yep. it's like I'm going to get this possession. So the, the more money I have, the more possessions I can have, and it's like that that feeling you get inside you when you actually want something. And the moment you get it, that feeling's dead almost. It it doesn't last. But It it doesn't. It's very fleeting. It might bring you a smidgen of happiness, but in the same instance, it's going to leave just as quickly as it came. Yeah. And the financial freedom aspect, I totally resonate with that. And I'm striving just to retire my parents and set, set them up for a good life. I I can tell we're already going to be really good friends. Awesome, man. I like like your mindset and I like your heart and we need more people like that in the world. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. Thanks, man. Dude, it's real pleasure to welcome you to Storybox. Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I'm 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 excited, man. I'm geeking out at all that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but, then we're gonna have a blast because I'm geeking out 24/7 anyway. So dude, we're good. gonna have so much fun. Before we dive into your backstory and why you decided to do all this sort of stuff and what you've learned from it, I have one question that I love asking people to start off with, and that is, what does success look like to you? Happiness. Mm. Plain and simple. Where did that come from? I just experienced, man. Like I. I feel like when I'm enjoying what I'm doing and I'm happy with what I'm doing, that I'm more successful. Um, Mm. I feel like there's a correlation um, because, you know, in some instances, there are a lot of successful people who aren't happy. But for me personally, I've, that's been 
my thing where mm-hmm. I'm doing what I love. I'm enjoying it. I'm happy. I'm around good people who make me happy. Um, I'm making people happy and, and it's worked out pretty well so far. You so said, you said uh, you that, know, that you enjoy doing things and I'm curious about this, the difference between happiness and joy for you. Is there a difference or do they both go hand in hand? No, I think they're pretty much the same, man. I think it's just a different way of, of talking about them, but, um, you know, life's too short. So I, I try to be happy as much as possible. I am human. I have bad days, believe it or not. Um, but my whole thing is, you know, when you have those bad days to, to kind of clear your mind and look around at what you do have Mm. and realize that whatever's bringing you that negativity or whatever's bringing you down, isn't going to last forever. Mm. Um, so it's kind of get back on the horse, rewire your brain and go. Mm. How can someone actually get that kind of mindset? It practice. I mean, it's, it's literally a a conditioning of, you know, uh, very young, man. I was in high school. I started working, working, working when I was like 15, 16 years old, I was working with a lot of the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, you know, working with professional athletes and brands and businesses and just uh, the hustle was real back then. Um, but at the end of the day, it was a passion thing for me. I wanted to get out. I wanted to do things around my passions and add whatever value I could around those. Mm. Um, and I failed a lot because I was young. Uh, I, but I learned a lot. Mm. And, and when you fail a lot, it's not fun but I never look at it as failing. I learn, I look at it as learning and I mm-hmm. learned so much from that. Um, which, you know, in my opinion, when you fail so much, you get to the point where it doesn't bother you as much, yep. um, to be frank, because setbacks and adversity are just part of the job. And you know, you kind of get hit, you shrug it off and you keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, because there, you know, you can't control everything. So why fret about something you can't control, but how you react to that adversity, that's a hundred percent on you. That defines you and, and what you're capable of. I'm curious, what age were you when you actually realized that in failure, you were actually learning? Uh, I mean, quickly, probably mm-hmm. late teens. Um, cause I was, I was out there, man. I was wheeling and dealing and, and doing, you know, uh, big things for that age, uh, from a, just a opportunity standpoint and experience standpoint. So I failed a lot and there were a lot of times I was unhappy and upset and just like, but you realize like, okay, now I know how not to do this again mm. or mm. how not to handle this situation again. Mm. Um, and it just kind of makes you tougher mentally and physically and moving forward. It just, it makes everything slow down. Yeah. Do you remember the first lesson that you learned? Oh man, no, I, I can't, <laughs> I, I couldn't pick one. There's been so many, mm. um, but just in general, like kind of what I just talked about, like you're going to fail and that's okay. Mm. You know, learn to accept that in, in regards to that, you're going to fail. You can't do anything about it, accept that, but don't accept failure mm. in general. Right. Mm. So, you know, when you, when you lose, right, just pick up the pieces and try again. Mm. Um, because, uh, that that's a mentality that I've been able to build and, and, you know, the adversity that I've faced and the problems I've faced and it's not been an easy journey, but I also wouldn't have it any other way. Mm. I'm the same, so, man. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Like I remember I was, I started working, I used to do a paper run around nice. just to start off with, you get 80 bucks for the whole thing. 
and you spend three hours folding them and then you had to go and deliver them. And wow. it, it was tough, but we did it because hard work always leads you somewhere. And 100%. it's getting that in, that in that mentality. I remember when I actually got my first ever job was McDonald's. And nice. I sat down with the, the manager and, and she hired me. She's basically, she hired me on, on this. She's like, she looks at me and she, she says, Jay, we're going to hire you on, on one, one condition. You, all the girls on Saturday are going to come into the store and buy burgers from you because you're handsome. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. What, whatever it takes. You're welcome. You know? It's fine. <laughs> but that, that, that never happened. And I was actually on fry duty for three months before then going to the front counter. I remember all the mistakes that I made. I wasn't yeah. quick I wasn't quick enough. I uh, kept stuffing up. I dropped one of the bags of chips all over the floor. And, oh, man. you know, all those sorts of things, they all taught me, okay, well, firstly, I'm not going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Secondly, it's okay. I'm not going to do it again. And thirdly, what's the worst that can happen? You know, exactly. like that's, that's what I realized from a very young age and yeah. then moving from that, man, I ended up working as a cleaner, uh, yeah. for a financial advisory company. I remember this cause I wanted to be a filmmaker, right? That was my, that was my passion, my dream. Nothing was going to move it. And I was just doing work on the side just to pay the bills and, and buy film gear. Sure. I remember my boss at the time I was 16 and I made a movie, entered it into a competition. It won the competition. He did not like the movie. So in front of everybody, he he walks out and he says, Jay just made a movie, but guess what? The movie sucks and he's never going to be a filmmaker one day. Never. And I was standing there with with the bag of garbage and I was like, I'll, I'll prove you wrong. I'll I'll prove you wrong. I'm never going to. And about a week later, I left, and you know, just worked on on making movies. But that that moment was pivotal for me. Yeah. Like, I'm not a failure. I'm not. Whoa, a fa I'm not wait, a failure. Who was who this guy? He was uh, some big shot financial advisory guy, and he he was like quote wanting to be my mentor. It was kind of like negative reinforcement to create a positive, mm. but it didn't. It sort yeah, of no. it sort of made me angry. And yeah, I'm angry. Yeah, I defined to me. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> I remember when I told my mom and dad, they're like, "Nah, you can't say that to a 16 year old kid and, no, and no. expect to, him to stay." I mean, but but that that to me, uh, I've. I've, I've come across a lot of people like that, especially in LA, you know, who are older, more experienced, whatever. And a lot of that is projection. You know, they have an ego about themselves. They feel they're important because they're at a certain level in a company or a, a certain status in the industry. And they, it makes them feel better mm. by putting others down. Mm. And they'll never get to where they want to go or achieve happiness by doing that. So there's something clearly broken inside of them to to make them think it's okay to say something like that to you or mm. in general because that that's just not the way to go. If you mm. if you want to showcase the biggest sign of strength, if you want to be a complete badass and show everybody you're a badass, be kind to everybody. Oh yeah. Even people who are better than you. Exactly. 
It's the people who are threatened by you. Those are the ones that are the bullies. Mm. Those are the ones that will say things, do things, and do whatever they can to bring you down and and stop your progress. Mm. I'm, I'm speaking from experience, man, and you are too. Like this is the reality. But like I said, you whoever's watching this right now, if you want to showcase strength and confidence, and you want to be a true badass, just be kind. Mm. Because it, even when somebody's being rude and nasty and low to you, kill them with kindness, man. I love that. Do the same. That drives a similar them thing. crazy. Oh, hundred percent, man. And I, I remember actually, he was watching me after I left. Sure. And you could tell, like, there was like this awkward tension between us every time we we saw each other. And Absolutely. I was like, I know where I'm going. I'm going on a great great path. I don't know where you're going. Um, He's I'm, a critic. He'll just sit there and talk shit to the next person who intimidates him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Like that's the sort of that's the sort of person. And now you built is. this amazing podcast. So, what's up, bro? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. Did a similar, no, did a similar thing happen to you though? Like you, you mentioned that you you've been through that sort of hundred percent, hundred percent. But at the end of the day, it's it's big people with small egos, man. Like it's, it's, or more so big egos and small confidence Mm. and major insecurities. Mm. You know, it's like, I, anytime I come across somebody who's better than me, it's the God's honest truth. This was a a massive rewiring in my mental state, um, probably five to 10 years ago, where I realized that I should not be intimidated or angry that someone's better than me. Mm. I should want to surround myself with those people. One, I'll get better. Two, I'll learn something and gain experience and just become a better person because they're better than me at something. Mm. So I'll learn a new skill or I'll get better at that skill. Mm. And then because they're better, they probably know better people too because they're hanging out with big people, right? So it is just this domino effect of just growing and getting better. So instead of coming up to someone and realizing they're better at you at filmmaking, instead of saying, you, you Mm. suck, you'll never amount to anything. I'm like, Hey, how can I help you with your projects? Mm. What value can I add to your life to make your life easier? Or what can I do to move your life and projects and, you know, things forward? Mm. That switch of thinking where instead of, you know, feeling bad about myself because I'm not as good as somebody else or being angry because somebody has something that I don't. Mm. I just like, I want to surround myself with those people. Mm. And guess what? Ever since I made that change, I'm 31. I've been in LA for five years. Look at what I've done. Mm. That is not an ego thing at all. It's just a fact. Yeah. Like what I'm doing is working. Ultimately, will it work? I hope so. But in the grand scheme of things, at this very moment, it's working. Mm. But it's that mindset of like, I'm not tearing anybody down. I'm not. Like, that's not how I live my life. Mm. I just, it's not at any capacity. Now, Mm. I don't get along with everybody, but there's always professionalism there. Always. And I will always kill them with kindness. Mm. There will never be a, a nasty exchange or unprofessional behavior whatsoever. Mm. but they may not like me because I'm wearing this t-shirt, 
but that's their problem. I'm not going to do something for them to not like me. Mm. It's to it, them specifically, right? It's all on them, not on you. Yeah. And the like, moment, look, like, yeah, the moment you make it about yourself, then you've lost and you've let them win all 100%. the time. So, and, and look, like, your actions speak louder than your words. Yes. Right. And your consistent behavior shows who you really are. Mm. You know, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Okay. <laughs> but that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. Mm. Right. They're like, no, I think he's a good guy. I mm. really do. Are you missing the 57 examples of why this person is not a good person? Mm. Like what fantasy are you living in? You know, words mean nothing, nothing. I say action, yeah, action, how you treat people, how you behave, your actions mean everything. They are who you are. Mm. You can hide behind a computer and type out all these amazing things, but your true behavior, your true actions, how you treat others, that's what ultimately matters. I don't care if you run an Instagram account of positivity and have 40 million followers. If you treat people like shit, that like, that's it Mm. period. If you're spreading positivity, but then you're treating people like shit, you're not a good person. Stop fronting people, this bullshit, Mm. you know? And that's the thing on social media. The second people get wind of who you really are because of how you actually treat people and how you actually behave then you're dead in the water mm. it's a hip- reputation mentality shot. yeah huh it's that hypocritical mentality yeah well it, it's also like the the fake culture mm. that is social media and people who portray themselves one of the best compliments i get and this is god's honest truth is when people actually meet me in person they're like you're exactly the way you portray yourself on social media mm. you're the exact same person Like I just did an interview like last week and the guy was like, is this guy really going to be this positive and this supportive? Like, is that possible? Yeah. Because that's me. Mm. Period. Like uh, transparent. That's me. Mm. So, and not a lot of people do that because they want to front and look cool and whatever. It's like, you know, yesterday I just posted a video. I don't know if you saw it. I saw it. But yeah. last year, yeah, I, I surprised a three-time cancer survivor who was a big Spider-Man fan, and I took him to the Spider-Man Far From Home premiere. And that was last year. I never posted mm. about it. I never said anything about it because that's not why I did it, mm. right? But I posted it yesterday because it's during a global pandemic. There's nothing but negative shit on the news. Everybody's being so hateful to one another. And my hopes was when people saw that video, it would put a smile on their face. It did. Make them happy, bring a heartwarming kind of energy feel to their life, and maybe, just maybe, inspire them to go out and be kind to somebody else. Mm. That's it. I love it when he actually hugs you. That was that was the best moment for me. Like, he he he's he's a he's a small guy. Yeah. Like he nearly broke my back. Like yeah. it was he just it was a massive bam. yeah. And then later, <laughs> you didn't see this, but like after the hug and when I walked away and I was like fist pumping, like he actually punched me in the stomach out of like <laughs> just like pump, being pumped and he like knocked the wind out of me. I was like, "Bro, <laughs> relax." Like, "Geez." But he was so 
hype, man. And that was That's like, amazing. I remember reviewing the the video that cut in to tell him that he was going before he even saw it. Mm-hmm. I remember viewing that, man, and I got emotional because I knew what this was going to do for him. Special. Actions speak louder than words. Mm. Period. I always so, say that words are cheap, actions are expensive. So cash in the cash in always the expensive parts, which is yeah. your actions. And they always say, like, you know, take the high road. Mm. And frankly, because it's never crowded. Yes. <laughs> you know, so it, it's I mean, you and I could go back and forth with quotes all day, but the, the point is that is it's just proving who you are and what you are with your actions, not your words, Mm. you know, like it's now, now more than ever, it's the time to prove who you really are and what you're about Mm. because everybody's running their mouth on Twitter and social media and saying this, that, and the other, but how you ultimately treat other people and how you behave is what matters. So just be careful because that, that's what truly matters. It's like, I, I saw, uh, this morning or last night, this girl was partying in Miami and was like, Oh, you know, screw Corona, blah, 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 blah. And then shortly after she posted like a 12 minute long video of how she got coronavirus. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh no. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it okay. doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> come on. I, I want to ask party. you just a party, just- man. You got to party hard. I don't, I don't, I don't get those kinds of people. Hey, eh? like you, you live a, a certain way thinking that nothing's going to harm you, but then when it does, you, th- you kind of look back on it and say, well, why did I, do I have any regrets of, of that? But they, they, they live life like it's, it's shallow. It doesn't have much yeah. meaning. It, it just. And also it, it goes back to kind of the, the ego element too, where mm. I don't care what I do or what I say. I'm untouchable or how it affects other people. Yeah. Like I don't care. Like if you don't agree with what I say and how I feel about something, I'll just block you. Mm. I'll just block you. Like what I say goes period. And I'm just like, that is not the way to go, man. That's Uh. not it. That's not the move. You know, you have to be open to criticism. You have to be open for feedback because at the end of the day, if people don't like you, you're not going to go anywhere. Mm. Like that's plain as day, man. I don't care how talented you are or how big and famous you are. If people do not like you and they don't want to be around you or want to work with you, you will go nowhere. Exactly. Facts. Why did I whisper <laughs> that as well? <laughs> I, had, I had to make it super dramatic with the, with the, the whisper. It's, it's the acting, man. You've been hanging around actors too much. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, no, I, I just it. have fun. That's all I can it's say. Good. Speaking about the ego aspect of things I, w- I wanted to ask you because you mentioned there that hang around people that, that are better and know more so would you hang around somebody that knows more than you but they had a big ego it depends how they treat other people because i've been around um i've been around people who have massive egos mm. but they also treat people nice you know they're obnoxious <laughs> but they're also good to other people, but it's mm. the people who have big egos who treat others like shit. Those are the people you want nothing to do with okay. regardless of what they're offering you. Mm. 
It's just, it's not worth it. At the end of the day, the, the short-term gain doesn't matter. Mm. It's it good, to, good to define that. So looking at the kind of person that knows more, the way they treat people first and foremost is the most important thing. 100%. And yeah, that, that's good. That's a good point to raise for people that are listening. Um, just what? Like, uh, I forget the, what the quote is, but it's like, you know, I treat. Treat people how you want to be treated? Yeah, but more so like I treat the janitor the same as the CEO. Yeah. And that that is a is a perspective statement mm. because you should. Have you seen you that? always. Yeah. That's you always good. should. Have you seen that? I don't know if you follow the iconic, but it's one of my all-time favorite uh, photos or, or things they've created, which is the difference between a boss and a leader. A boss is yep. the one that yep. cracks the whip, yep. has the massive and I'm, ego. I'm friends with uh, I'm friends with Cole and Mark. I know same, these guys. same. They're yeah, they're awesome. They're, they're awesome dudes. Yeah. And I was telling I was telling. I have the the iceberg piece. I love that one too. Uh, right up there, yeah. You're lucky. That's like my definition of success. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's an accurate description. Definitely, man. But it's that ego aspect that I think needs to needs to change for a lot of people. Well, I, accountability, accountability will change that. Yeah. Because right now, a lot of people who have big egos, nobody's holding them accountable and they certainly aren't holding themselves accountable. Mm. So they're just running wild with their positions and their egos and whatever they say goes. And if you don't, if you don't fall in line, you're, you're out of there. And, uh, you know, honestly, that's not the kind of people I want to be around anyway. But it's the accountability thing, you know, and I'm, I'm happy to see some progress on that side. I think a, accountability at all ends of the spectrum in life right now need to be looked at, mm. uh, which we're seeing with police, you know, reform and stuff like that. But just in general, like uh, Simon Sinek talks about it all the time, you know, just because you are in a position of leadership mm. does not make you a leader. Yes. And that. That is the biggest, that statement has stuck with me forever mm. because it's so true. Mm. You may be the SVP of some massive brand or company, but that doesn't mean you can lead anything. Mm. But people in those positions, they feel a sense of entitlement or I'm, uh, I'm the boss kind of ego mentality. And then they don't realize that they're actually supposed to be working for their team, mm. which Gary talks about all the time. Mm. If you're a leader, your, your team members don't work for you. You work for them because if you work for them and you help them succeed, the whole company succeeds mm. and you retain employees instead of dropping 10 employees every two years. Mm. Like that's, you have to create an environment where people want to be there, yeah. be around you. You know, feel loved, feel heard, feel supported, both inside the office and out. And if you don't have that atmosphere, everything's chaotic. Mm. You won't be able to work. Your employees won't be able to work. They won't be happy. They won't enjoy coming to work, which means their work will be shit. Mm. Like leadership is so important. Mm. You know, and I'm not even going into politics right now. No. <laughs> you know, like let, you know, speaks for itself. Tell me about but it. it. Yeah. It just, you know, 
it's frustrating. It really is. And that's, that's why I, I really want to impact the next generation of, of leaders and just in general of like leading with kindness and support and helping others and being positive and not being afraid to fail and, and just not tearing people down. You know, Los Angeles and Hollywood is a very tough business, man. There's a lot of people out here. It's like the wild, wild west. There's a lot of stabbing in the back and, you know, some nasty shit going on. But I want to change the dynamic because there's enough food at the table for everybody. If you understand not every job or role is for you, that's fine. Help others succeed. Mm. You know, don't burn the whole playhouse down just because you didn't get to play with it. You know, like it's, it's stupid. But that's the kind of like, I, I speak to a lot of young professionals and they're very hungry and they're working hard, but they're also afraid and they don't know what to do. And I'm just trying to tell them like, go at your passions, work your ass off, be kind to other people and add value in as many situations as possible. Mm. Big or small, just add value. I'm 23 and someone- No, you're not. I'm 23, bro, 100%. Impressive. Thank you. Impressive. Way to go. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. A friend of mine or someone wise actually once told me that everyone is a leader. The difference is, are you going to be a good one or a bad one? That, that works too. Yeah, it does. And I was like, I've never really thought of it like that. Like, because leadership is actually a choice whether or not you want to do the right thing by people. If you actually yeah. really want to serve, it comes from your heart, but it's also a choice mentally day in and day out, I'm going to get up and I'm going to focus on how can I be of service to somebody today? Not how can I be of service to me? 100%, 100%. But but here's the thing. If you're a a high-level executive in a company and Mm. it's your job to manage five people, let me ask you this. Are you going to be nervous or intimidated by the success of those around you that you have to manage? Or are you going to help them win? Because ultimately it would make the entire team, including yourself, look good if the whole team is winning. Mm. That's what you just talked about. Are you only caring about yourself or are you caring about others? Mm. And that's, that's how you have to look at it because there are a lot of people out there who only just care about their aesthetic and what, how they're being looked at and their position in the company and whatever. When in reality, it's like if you help those win around you, it helps the entire company win, yeah. which will ultimately reflect very positively on you mm. because you're the leader of that group. Mm. Do you want to be the department or team that is laughed at by everybody in the building? I certainly don't. You know, I, you know I, I, I've been in many positions where I had to lead people because I had people who worked under me and shit like that. But it was never that kind of... Uh, community. Mm. I always would bring them into my office, had them on calls that to be frank, they shouldn't have been on or Mm. weren't supposed to be in because they didn't really have anything to, you know, add, or it was out of their department, but I wanted them to be involved, learn something, you know, that they wouldn't have had the opportunity to do otherwise, Mm. but it was just an inclusive let's win together mentality. Mm. And that's how I carry myself now as an independent, you know, entrepreneur, whatever projects I'm working on, whoever I'm working with, it's like, I'm going to help you win. And I hope that you want to help me win. Mm. 
because collectively we'll rise together because I always take care of my people at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Like it, it, I may bring tenfold the value in the relationship, but as long as we have each other's backs, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing that, that people just don't connect with. They're mm-hmm. so consumed with themselves when in reality, the, the quality of your relationships says a lot about you. Yeah. That think about it. Because if you have good relationships with everybody, that means you're putting time and effort into maintaining those relationships and you actually give a shit about those people. Mm. I think for for those people that actually do struggle with I guess being selfish to themselves is because they've either been hurt in the past from, sure. from we've relationships. All, we've all been hurt. Exactly. Like we've all been hurt. That's not, that's not an excuse to act like an asshole. Exactly. Which is what I was going (laughs) to say is it all comes down to you have a choice. First and foremost, uh, everyone's got one. You, every, every morning you, that you wake up and you have breath in in your lungs and you're able to, to move, you have that choice today. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to help somebody else, or I'm going to help myself. But, but but look at it like this, going back to Mateo. Mm. This kid fought cancer three times in his life. Three times he? in the first 10 years of his life. And each time they said, we're going to try an experimental treatment. You're probably going to die or you'll live. Three times he beat it in those specific scenarios, right? I had nothing to gain. Mm. Nobody paid me. Nobody asked me. There was nothing in return. I was raised that way where if you have the opportunity to do something nice for somebody else, do it. If you have the opportunity to add value to somebody else, do it. You may not get something in return, but that's okay. But what you do get every single time is happiness, right? So where's the lose? Mm. Where's the losing situation? There isn't any. There, There isn't. But people want to be physically handed something for their gesture or their act of kindness or their exchange. Mm. It just doesn't, how are you supposed to build strong relationships with that kind of mentality? Mm. That's That's not a relationship. That's a business, you know, acquaintance. Yeah. I I totally agree with you, man, on on that point. And it's like, I think that this message needs to be given out to a lot, a lot of young people because I agree a lot of the time it's how, for a lot of young people, it's how they're brought up. But yeah, especially in this generation, it seems to be a lot worse because of social media. 100%. I'm not against... Everybody's everybody's comparing themselves. It's comparison syndrome. It's like, yeah. he, he looks better than me. Yeah. But what they don't understand is if you take all the works away from a person, what are they? They are a human being. Exactly. And... I guess every single person is different. Every single person has different character traits, different personalities, which is a fascinating and amazing thing. And you've got to realize that you are an amazing person designed for a purpose. You are never going to be better than somebody else. I'm not better than you. Nobody is, is better than me. And no matter what I do in life, that is never going to be, quote, making it to the point that it, even the president, he's still a human being at the end of the day. He may be a, quote, status that society has given him to run and be a leader for the country, 
But at the end of the day, you take that away from him. What is he? He's a human. Just a job, man. It's just a job. And we put celebrities, we put people on this high pedestal and then we look at their, their, their life, their works, and we think, I don't have that. They look happy on social media, but I don't have that. So therefore I can't be happy. Wrong. <laughs> but but what you just said it is true, right? Mm. You know, uh, Mike Tomlin always says, you know, football is my job. It's not who I am, mm. right? So when you're talking about this, if you strip away what the job is, okay, take you out of your profession, whatever, who are you mm. as a person? And the answer to that question is how you treat other people. That's who you are mm. at your core. Strip everything else away. That's who you are. So when you think of it like that, be honest with yourself. Are you a good person? Mm. Are you someone that you would want to be around? And I'm not saying, oh, I'm so fun. Yeah, I want to be with me. I'm, I'm fun as hell. Do you want to be friends with you? Mm. Because you're a good person and you treat others with kindness and respect. Mm. I don't know how many people could actually say yes to that. And a lot of people would say yes because they don't want to answer truthfully. Mm. Okay. So that's something where it's like strip everything else away. You are what you do and how you treat others. Mm. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how famous you are. That's what really matters. Mm. And when I look at who I surround myself with, some are famous, some are not. What I care about ultimately is who you are as a person, which means how you treat other people. Mm. You know, you may inspire me with your kindness. You may inspire me with your talents, with your smarts, with your wit, with your humor, you know, and I have a, a wide variety of amazing people in my life and I'm very grateful for that, but it's not all flashy celebrity famous people. Mm. I don't care about that. I've had many occasions in my life where I've been around these famous people and I've chose not to associate with them because I don't resonate with them because deep down we, we don't vibe. Mm. I don't believe in what you believe in the sense of how you carry yourself and how you treat other people. And getting to, like, getting to the mindset of don't be afraid to listen to what your heart is telling you. Your gut, man. Trust yeah, your gut. Trust it. And I, I had to learn last year to actually trust my gut. And if I didn't, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today, which is a fascinating thing. And it, it's it's just for, for young people, they're so afraid of rejection. They're so afraid of totally. this idea of what are people going to think of me. And if I ask a question and if I reach out to them that however many followers they've got, whatever they've done, their works and shoot your shot rejection, you know, the rejection shoot your shot. Yeah. That's, I, I, that's you, you have to look at it like sales. Let's say you're a door to door salesman or saleswoman, right? Which I was. <laughs> you're you, exactly. So you, you get, you'll get this reference. You may knock on 250 doors a day and two might answer. And one might say yes. Instead of being unhappy about the ones that said no, take that win and run with it. Mm. Let you know, build your confidence up, 
use that as fuel for the next day and just keep going. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are so concerned about all the doors that didn't open. And of course the one that did and said, no, instead of appreciating the little win that you had in that, in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I always say little wins add up to big results. And that's been the story of my career, my life. And I'm just getting started. That's what people don't understand. Like I'm very young out here in Hollywood. Like I didn't, I wasn't raised out here. I didn't go to USC. I don't have family in the business. Like I came out, fish out of water from the East coast and was like, hit the ground running. Let's go. Mm. So it's a, it's a learning curve. It's a different business altogether. And I'm failing a lot and I'm also learning a lot, mm. but I'm also never afraid to shoot my shot. Mm. I will always shoot my shot. I always swing for the fence every single day no matter what it is. It could be for a business deal. It could be for a, a girl I want to ask out. Like, I don't care. I will swing for the fence mm. every single time. You're not going to tell me she's out of my league. You're just not. Mm. That doesn't exist on my radar. It may not work out, but guess what? I'm still going to be swinging for that fence. You bet your ass, right? So, but that's the thing. Like, you have to have that mindset, that confidence, that like, I don't care what you think about that scenario. Mm. Bro, it's not going to happen. Okay, watch me. Like <laughs> you said to that jackass earlier. Yeah. Let me prove you wrong. Mm. But that's what it's about. You, you, you have to be so confident in your abilities that you'll step up to the plate and, and swing that bat every single time. Mm. It may not work out, but that shouldn't deter you from trying. Mm. You know, because I've, I've missed so many times. But oh, I've also yeah. learned so much more because I've stepped up to the plate and tried. Mm. And I know I've beaten that reference of baseball to death already, but it's just the point of like, you have to get up, you have to shoot your shot mm. every single time. Repetition. Because you know, yeah, but also like you talking yourself out of it, I 100% guarantee it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. You're telling me there's a chance? Yeah, I'm telling you there's a chance if you try. But I'm also telling you it 100% without fail will not happen if you do not. Mm. So where, where's, where's, the, where's the disconnect? Mm. You tell me why after hearing that people still choose to not try. Fear. Fear what, what are you afraid of? Mm. Exactly. No, tell like what, 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 do you, what do you have to lose? Mm. Now, I'm not saying if you're, if you're entering a situation where you're going to risk $50 billion in an investment or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. But we're not talking about those high-level monetary exchanges right now. We're talking about the basic premise of trying and not trying. Mm. I would not be where I am today if I didn't have that bulletproof mindset of just like, I don't give a shit. I'm trying. Mm. So, Literally two weeks ago, someone reached out to me and asked me to do something in the industry from a producing casting situation that I haven't done before. Do you think I hesitated? When they asked me for help. No. Have I done that specific job before? No. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I figured it out and I did it. And it was great because I learned. And now I have that in my repertoire of, mm. of stuff that I do. It's a new skill. Because I understand how it works. It is. Mm. So it's like, well, I made mistakes. I figured it out. But I did it. But a lot of people would, would take that, oh, no, I've never done that before. Sorry, find somebody else. Yeah. 
the day but it goes back to earlier though it goes back to earlier what i mm-hmm. said was like add value just that needs to be your mindset if someone calls you to help them with something within reason i need you to help me operate on this person of course i'm not going to agree to that <laughs> like that no mm-hmm. but i need your help with this this job that's well within your abilities as a smart professional individual mm-hmm. figure it out mm-hmm. google youtube books, articles, <laughs> tutorials. There's so many resources at your disposal. So mm. there's no excuse for literally anything for you not to try. Mm. Greg Frazier, the DP for um, The Mandalorian and Star-, Star Wars Rogue One and Lion as well. He said that if you're not nervous, there's something definitely wrong. So, yeah. And then I also say with the the basketball reference, you shoot your shot, just you can take another shot, just keep going until you actually hit. And the three-pointers, you know, I've never been good at three-pointers. I was always good inside. But because I wasn't good at three-pointers, I would practice on my my three-point game so then I could actually hit more shots. It's that mentality you got to get yourself in of, practicing something that you're not good at because practice will make what progress yeah progress is going to lead you somewhere yeah and i also have another saying as well that the more no's you get is just leading you closer to the yes a hundred percent yeah just look at the industry Mm. there are people who've been on thousands of auditions and then they finally get that one Mm. which changes their whole dynamic Mm. of their life that's all it takes is one that's it that's it. But guess what? If you quit or give up, you know, I, I'm a firm believer on progress and momentum and just playing chess in a way that you're going to plan ahead. Mm. I know if I do this, this move right here, it's going to lead five moves to here. That's going to lead to here. And that's how you have to look at things from a forward thinking space. Mm. Now, I'm not, I'm not worried about what's behind me. I'm like, I know if I do this, 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 and this is going to happen. And you have to be patient and play the game mm. until that, that checkmate comes. And then it all, it all works out. Dude, I really love this conversation. I feel like I can talk to you for ages. Hey, I'm free. <laughs> I, I want to I be, be respectful of your time, my man. So I have a few more questions for you, if you don't mind. Love it. Of course. Let's do it. What would you say is out of all the things that you've done so far, what would you say is your greatest achievement? Ooh, greatest achievement. Um, that's a tough one, man. It's a really, that's a big tough one. I mean, I, the, the downy thing for me was special for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. I was a big fan of his work, um, who he is as a person, how, you know, we all know his incredible story of how he came back and really righted his ship and just did it with such grace and like mm-hmm. just relentless in his pursuit to climb that mountain and be the, the king of the castle, which he is in Hollywood now. But, uh, you know, coming from the East coast with no real experience in Hollywood or entertainment, you know, and being able to, to, do well and and learn and add value out here that has been challenging because i had to move three thousand miles away from my family and my friends which is something that i 
I'm, I don't like it. I wish I could, you know, see my parents and my friends and, mm. but it, this was me chasing my passions and there are sacrifices to that. So, um, you know, that was big, but you know, it's going to sound super cliche, man. But like the first thing that popped in my mind when you said that was, was the Mateo thing. Mm. Um, I've, I've had multiple instances such as that over my life dating back to when I was a freshman in college. Um, just, doing things for other people at an outlandish level, just because you can, nobody's asking you to do it, but the, the happiness that not only that I got, but more importantly, what they got is, is the most gratifying, you know, you said it earlier, a life of service is the purest form of, of happiness. Um, and, and that, that's kind of how I feel. And, you know, it's, it, it's kind of inspired me and led me to uh, develop a TV show, which I'm working on right now, um, which has kindness and positivity and happiness at the forefront. It's all about giving back and helping other people and just trying to make the world a better place. Mm. It's an unscripted kind of uh, TV. It's, it's not, it's reality, but it's not like reality, reality TV. Um, but it, it's a feel good, inspiring, you know, I want to inspire others to step out of their comfort zone and try new things, but also step out and, you know, open the door, both figuratively and literally for somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, like just do that small act of kindness, because if we all did more of that, the world would be a much better place. Mm-hmm. And uh, more people would be happier because they're being of service, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the working on Endgame, that was a, a dream come true. Um, that was just like, you know, I, example, I applied for so many jobs for Disney and Marvel. And I always came down to like the runner up on at least three of them. I was so close mm-hmm. each time, but I was like, I am going to work with Marvel, period. And then when I ultimately did work with Marvel, it was on the biggest movie of all time. And I worked on the marketing campaign with them and did a bunch of cool stuff for their campaign. And that was just, you know, me providing value and doing what I could to be a part of it and move the needle per se for their campaign and just try to help. And in that, in that situation, uh, you know, that, that's still something that blows my mind and Mm. it inspired me to, to get a tattoo on my forearm of whatever it takes. Um, which has always been a mantra of mine. Like, I don't care whatever it takes to get it done. I'm going to get it done. And, uh, obviously that movie meant a lot to me. And, uh, so now it's permanently on my body. Uh, unfortunately my mom is not too thrilled, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom would kill me if I ever got a tattoo. And- yeah. I mean, but, but the good thing is like, I have a, I have a few tattoos now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they all have a specific reason and a yeah. specific purpose. It's not ink for the sake of ink. It's, it's message. It's, it brings me happiness, which like, you know, the smart move I did, you know, it's, it's, I'm being sarcastic, but my first tattoo I got was for, for my mom. Mm. Um, so that, that set the stage, you know what I'm saying? Like, mom, like I got this feet, you know, <laughs> uh, but no, no, but she, uh, and she's the best, but I hope that answers your question, but it's, it's, you know, it doesn't always have to be the flashiest thing, but for me, like I said, the first thing that popped in my mind was Mateo. Um, and just those kind of experiences that I've had, you know, helping out a a young girl with cerebral palsy, doing something for her, helping out uh, a famous professional athlete when he needed it the most. Um, and then most recently, you know, Mateo three-time cancer survivor. So it's just, those are the most gratifying 
experiences that I've had and it brings me the most joy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, the most impactful, not the most flashy. That's what I would, um, ask others to kind of think about. I love that. Choose a a life of loving service, not hating service. Yeah. hundred percent. And my, my second last question for you is what's your favorite film, your favorite actor and the last movie that you watched? Oh, geez. (laughs) Favorite film. Um, This is tough. This is a tough one. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I have a clear cut favorite, man. Um, The Dark Knight is iconic. Yeah. It's hard to beat. Just, I I could turn that on and just have it play in the background. Iron Man, iconic. Mm. Just, um, yeah, I'm a big uh, a sucker for rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is one of my favorite yeah, movies ever. Yeah, it's That's another one I can just put on and just listen to it and be thrilled. <laughs> Russell um, Brand, love his character. Uh, dude, he, he <laughs> killed that role, man. And I, I think we were all in love with Mila Kunis at that time anyway. So yeah. um, she was amazing in that movie. And then uh, Jason Siegel was so funny and Jonah Hill, Paul Rudd. I mean, it was just such a great cast. I was just in Hawaii before the pandemic hit. And when I was there, I was there with my best friend from high school and um, we drove up to Turtle Bay, which is where they shot that movie. Wow. And we got to walk around and I was giving him like the detail, like I'd never <laughs> been there, but I was like, this is where this was shot. This is da, 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 da. And he's like, you really love that movie. And I was like, that, that movie, man, I, I told him, you know, five years, I will, I will have a film that I do out in Hawaii. Um, it's just the most beautiful place mm. that I've ever been to. And um, I'm trying to make it a point where I can go out there as often as possible just to escape and just clear my head, re-energize, do some work and just be at peace, man. Cause there's that, that place is so beautiful and so peaceful at the same time. But yeah, I, I didn't answer your question, but there's a, a lot of movies that I really, really love. Um, I think Winter Soldier is up there too. I'm all, I'm naming all comic movies, actual movie people are going to be like, this guy's a fraud. Um, <laughs> I like what I like. Okay. Like leave me alone. Um, but yeah, that, that, those are the ones on my mind right now. So I might have to hit you up later and, and have a better response. Let, let me know, man. Like I know there's so many movies that we can say, cause there's heaps of them. I'm a, I'm a sort of rom-com guy, but unless it, it has like a, an impacting message to it. hundred percent. Yeah. I love, I know a lot of people don't like this movie, but I like it. Love actually. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's, yeah. yeah I, I enjoyed that one. Yep. And I watched uh, one the other day with um, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Uh, okay. Hugh Grant's an amazing actor. Oh like, yeah. Very, classic. very, um, what was it? Uh, it also had Jennifer Garner in it, I believe. I think I know what you're talking about. And he, he runs that bookstop bookshop and yeah, that's escaping me right now. Yeah. Same here, man. Um, like the titles hmm. I'm normally good at, but I know who's in it most of the time. Like, uh, one of my first jobs ever was working at a movie theater and, and that's where I really fell in love with every genre of film because I literally had free tickets essentially 
to, you know, when I could go, I went and I would just see whatever was playing, whatever genre it was. And that, that really kind of opened my eyes to all the different incredible genres and stories that are told in film. And that's what kind of built that passion for film and entertainment mm. uh, simultaneously while I was in love with sports and, you know, that side. So, um, yeah, definitely seen a lot of movies in my life and I'm still trying to catch up on others. Obviously the matrix is iconic. My uncle um, worked on the matrix. Huh? My uncle worked on the matrix. You know, you know, the, you, know you know, the baby and, yeah. and the, the bug that they put in Neo. Oh, that's so gross. So he, he did all that. So that's uh, well, the, tell, tell your uncle that he gave me nightmares for <laughs> a long time growing up. <laughs> I wasn't allowed no, to I, watch I, it until later in my life. I love, but, I love that movie. Yeah. I, I love that universe. And I'm so happy that they're continuing the story at whatever capacity they are with Matrix 4. It's going to be so fascinating. I'm geeked about that. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves is back. Oh, so. like what, what more could you ask for? Exactly. Like, just, man. I, I just want them to like continue that world. Like, uh, when, when Matrix Reloaded came out, they, mm. they launched a game, uh, MMORPG called Matrix Online. And it was just this massive world uh, for PC. And that was the best thrill of the Matrix universe that they could have gotten uh, for the fans. So I just hope they, they have the longevity in mind of mm. that franchise and they extend it and build it and grow it and just keep going because it's such a great universe and world that they've created. Mm. Awesome, man. Uh, my last question for you is my legacy question, but I think you've Let's already, go. I think you've already answered. I think I already know your answer to it, but I'm fascinated anyway. Um, you've reached the age of 100, and your friends have put together a mixtape for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Well, instead of mixtape, I should say film, and they've shown it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that Shark's film? Shark's tail. Shark's tail. <laughs> Love it. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? You know, um, the, the friend I referenced that I went to Hawaii with, he's, he's like my brother. He's my best friend. Uh, just honestly, just so grateful for his friendship and just having him part of my life. But I talked to him, uh, yesterday and today, and he was just referencing the, the Mateo clip and he put something up on social media that really hit me. And he said, you know, you've always been this guy way before Hollywood, you know, mm. you've always been the kind giving always somebody else first mentality. Mm. And that's the greatest compliment ever. And uh, when I spoke at NC state university, like almost two years ago, I got off the stage and he grabbed me and he was like, you're not up there making millionaires. He's like, you're up there making better people. And that was, that was the best compliment I've ever received. Um, because that was the point. That's what I'm going for, you know, then mm. for to be recognized for something, exactly what you're trying to go for is, is the best feeling in the world. So, uh, in regards to the the film, uh, and I referenced the shark's tale cause, um, my buddy Corey always calls me a shark. Uh, so he, he always said the movie would be called a shark's tale. So he'll get a nice laugh out of this. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, just those moments of, of, you know, me living my passions, me taking care of my friends and my family and people around me and just doing, doing things the right way, you know, mm. and just, uh, yeah, I think at the, the core of it would just be hopefully clips of me with a smile on my face and hopefully clips of others with smiles on their faces. That's mm. all I can really ask for. Well, you put a smile definitely on my face today, my man. So Thanks, I appreciate bro. you, you too, and, and your time. 
Really enjoyed our anytime. conversation. We've got to do it again sometime because I haven't yeah, even scratched. I appreciate you reaching out. This has been great. Yeah. My, my man, um, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram's my top platform. I got a lot of fun stuff going on over there. You can follow me at Brad R. Lambert. So Brad Lambert with an R in the middle. Um, and uh, yeah, hit me up if you have any questions, comments, and I'll, uh, I'll definitely get back to you. Thanks, Brad, for your time today and for coming on the Storybox podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. You're a legend, mate. I don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another incredible story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you'd like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on any podcast platform. It's that easy. If you did get something from our guest today, please share it around to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing this powerful story. And before you go, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It will only take 30 seconds and it'll go towards reaching more people. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.